0: Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, which features the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. With the ever-growing amount of data generated through user activities, there is more information to learn about consumers' personal preferences, but also a rising hurdle to do this more intelligently. Understanding more about consumer behaviour and preferences and offering better product and service recommendations can allow more personalised digital experiences or services. These can become critical advantages in the competitive and crowded marketplace. In this podcast, SMU Assistant Professor Hadi Lau from the School of Information Systems shares about his research on data and preference mining. He's aiming for targeted and revolutionary data mining solutions that can lead to more accurate personalization. Professor, what's the present situation in terms of research and data mining for online personalization? What's the level of understanding of digital consumer behavior and preferences?
1: Right, so uh, first of all, uh, let me first say that online personalization itself is very pervasive. So we, we see it in many domains of our life. Uh, if you go to, for example, like Amazon, like a digital commerce site, Amazon would basically recommend things that other people will buy. Uh, and something that is pre- pretty much close to all of us, uh, probably the Facebook newsfeed, like every day we go on and check out what's happening there and uh, your newsfeed is going to look very different from my newsfeed and the reason for that is because uh, essentially Facebook is personalising what we see. Now similarly, like Netflix is coming to Singapore and this is essentially like a video streaming service and uh, the same thing because there are so many videos for you to watch uh, they have to recommend uh, certain things that you're more likely to, to want to watch. Now, having said that, uh, since the online presentation itself is pervasive the reason for that is that it's not just useful, it's actually necessary. And the reason why it's necessary is because when we go online, uh, there are just so many options. Now, let's take for example, right? So what would be the equivalent of Amazon online? So offline, it would be like digital uh, physical store in SimLim, probably. So supposing I just buy a new iPhone, I'm looking for a case. So one option for me, I could go to SimLim and I could go to a store and I could choose among the options that they have. There may be 10, 20, 50, or even 100, but I could spend an hour looking through all the different options. Now, if I were to go to Amazon and essentially just search for iPhone case, you don't get 10 or 20 or 50, you get millions. So so in that case, it's not possible for any consumer to just go online and navigate through every single thing one by one. So, so in that sense, the businesses need a way to simplify the interface to the consumers th- in order to be able to recommend things that you are more likely to buy so that you don't have to see through all the millions. How is it done? So the online personalization technologies essentially are based on data mining and the idea is that we are going to look at uh, the data coming in from uh, what the user has done so these are like the transactions, like what they buy, what they watch and probably like uh, whether they rate things online from one to five, whether they like it, whether they don't like it. So we enable some algorithms that is going to trawl through all this data and try to extract some uh, insights about what the user likes and dislikes, so that we can actually do uh, personalization for that specific user. And uh, what I find really fascinating about all this is the idea that you know to to personalize something, the idea is that you are unique. So we want to give you something that is not the same as everybody else. Uh, but the reality is that most of the algorithms actually have to look for people who are similar to you. So, so in that sense, uh, you know, we are unique, but we are not that unique after all, and that's actually a good thing.
0: Why do you think we should better mine data about user preferences?
1: We can do a lot more, but uh, the reason why we can do a lot more is that uh, the current uh, problems with uh, recommender systems is that um, it's actually suffering from uh, two issues. So one of the issues is what I call sparsity. The idea of sparsity is that we don't actually have enough data. And the reason why that is true is because we know a lot about a lot of people, but we know very little about each one of them. So essentially, we know very little about a lot of people. And that gives us some problems because when we are trying to personalize, we need to know more about individual users. So that's one issue. Another issue is the issue what we call fragmentation, because all of us are human beings, right? So we have very diverse preferences. Uh, We do a lot of things in different spaces and in that case like we buy certain things we go to a uh, digital store like amazon when we watch things we go to netflix so we we do different things and each business each company only knows a slice of us so so in that sense they don't know all of us uh, so that actually limits the applicability of some of these recommended systems because it doesn't learn the nuances that that comes through from more comprehensive view of of these things this is actually very applicable to a lot of uh, digital businesses and both consumers and businesses are going to benefit from personalization. So, on the one hand, if we look from the point of view of consumers, uh, because of the you know, the multitude and diversity of options that are out there, this technology is going to allow us to simplify their life so that they don't have to go through all these different options. And that creates a lot of goodwill and usability and some uh, satisfaction with the service. Now, from the point of view of the businesses, um, the businesses, even though they go online, they still face some limitations and because there is still a notion of real estate online and that essentially is our own screen real estate like what we can see on a given screen and they have so many different things in their inventory they can't sell them unless they can show them to their customers but the customers can't see all of them in one small little screen so the only way to optimize for this real estate is to show each one of us Something different, something that is actually closer to what we like, something that we prefer. So, so in that sense, the businesses would have a way to essentially earn more revenue, gain more profit by exposing us to things that we are gonna like anyway.
0: Share with us your research on data and preference mining so far. What are your research goals?
1: So, uh, we are really looking at uh, finding better data mining algorithms uh, in order to do more accurate personalizations. Now. I mentioned just now uh, the problem with uh, sparsity and fragmentation, and going forward, what we see to be something promising is essentially is the wave of big data. So the notion of big data is that we now know a lot more about uh, people, uh, because you know everybody is now using a smartphone and they do a lot of things there, and they w- you know all these activities there online can actually be uh, traced, and some of it can be used to design better algorithms for personalization. Now, on one hand, uh, we think that the big data can induce a sparsity issue because of the greater amount of data we have for individual users. On the other hand, the fragmentation part is also useful because we see that people nowadays are increasingly more willing to share their preferences on the public spaces that are online. So when we go to Twitter, for example, right, people comment on a lot of things. Uh, And this cuts across uh, different domains, like they may talk about the movies that they watch, they may talk about the cameras that they just buy, and what we hope to do is that we hope to be able to take advantage of this. Now, although this notion of big data is promising, it's also bringing some additional problems. And I'm just going to mention two key problems. One is the problem of volume. So because there is just so much of the data, existing algorithms cannot cope. In that sense that you know, it cannot consume all of this data efficiently. So, so what we need is a set of algorithms that can run faster so that we can actually consume all this data that are coming in and being able to learn what the user preferences will. So uh, another issue that I'll mention about the big data is the concept of uh, variety uh, because in the past when people study uh, user preferences they mostly look at transaction data or ratings data which are numerical But what we see are coming in today uh, is something that is a lot more diverse. So we also would like to be able to analyze text, for example, for example, what people write in Twitter, what they write in reviews, like the text reviews. And and this is actually much more complex than just looking at a series of numbers. Uh, Not just that, there are also other kind of uh, formats and modalities, such as like images, like what people take a picture of, what they post on Instagram and so on. So to really be able to solve these issues of both, like. Uh, the volume and the variety of data, we basically need better algorithms and this is basically the focus of my research.
0: In conclusion share with us your view on the future of research in this area.
1: One interesting thing is that uh, because we are making use of um, algorithms for data mining and machine learning and these are essentially algorithms that can learn from data, so there has been a very long-standing question and discussions about what is really more important. Is more data important or are better algorithms more important? So, and it's looking like over the years we are seeing that the greater promise that data brings us. So so in that sense, uh, what we have seen in the past, most of the research in this area in terms of studying user preferences and recommendation systems, uh, they are I- built on some what we call benchmark data sets. And the idea is that these are data sets that are made available to a lot of different researchers so that we can all compete and design better and better algorithms, but uh, what we s- are seeing is that the improvements that we are getting is getting smaller and smaller. So, which means that more or less, better and better algorithms can't extract much more if the data is so limited. So, so in that sense, going to forward, going forward, what we would really like to uh, explore is the notion of trying to achieve significant leaps in improvement through better data. And this better data is going to come in not in terms of just higher quality data, but through the amalgamation of different types and modalities of data, be it text, ratings, social networks, and images, so that we can know a lot more about individual users that we can actually use to to do better personalizations. So essentially, big data is going to let us know uh, more and more about specific individual users, so that uh, this technology hopefully is going to be even more beneficial in the future.
0: Thank you, Professor.
1: Thank you.